Hey, this is Paul Tomko, and you're listening to episode 32 of The Anti-Aging Lifestyle. Look, you only get one shot at this thing called life. And your lifestyle, the decisions you make every day, are either making you age faster or slower. Anti-aging is my passion. My goal is to give you the tools to live a long, healthy life. And of course, make sure you look good along your journey. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to use this podcast to help find those answers so we can all live our best life. Let's get started. What's going on, everyone? Hope everyone's having a good summer so far. Hopefully where you live, the gyms are opening up. Where I live in Seattle, not yet, but I'm counting down the weeks until they get open. I recently bought this assault bike, like a fan bike. For those of you that haven't heard of fan bikes, they are wind resistant. So it's kind of like an upright cycling stationary bike, but you also have handles that go back and forth. So you're using your legs and your hands, your arms moving back and forth. And there's a huge fan that's in front of you. And literally, you power that fan. So the harder you're pulling and pushing with your hands, the harder that you're pedaling, the faster that fan goes. And it is by far probably the best cardio workout I've ever had in my entire life. Before this, I used to think the rowing machine was the hardest thing that you could do to get in shape super fast. But I think this assault bike, this fan bike, is... uh, giving the rowing machine a run for its money. So I highly recommend trying one out if you haven't yet. But today's episode is all about minimalism. Is, you know, what is minimalism? Does it lead to a healthier, a longer life? Let's talk into some of the benefits and uh, just kind of run through the lifestyle of a minimalist today. So what is minimalism? Kind of my definition is just living with the essentials. So it means getting rid of all the excess stuff in your life that you don't need, kind of downsizing if you have a ton of, for example, a ton of shoes, a ton of clothes, you're downsizing to just the basics, just the essentials of what you really love that you normally wear all the time. It means maybe, you know, moving into a smaller house that doesn't have such a large mortgage payment. It means, you know, if you have multiple cars, maybe just narrowing it down to the one that you use the most. But a big part of living a minimalist lifestyle is the, the mental part of it, of you letting go of the desire for more stuff, always having more stuff, always having nicer stuff. Now, if you look at what society kind of preaches and what you see oftentimes in the media and social media, whether you're on you know Instagram or uh, Pinterest or there's so many different social media sites these days and platforms. But it's that whole concept of keeping up with the Joneses, where you're always trying to keep up with with what other people are getting. If someone's getting a new car and you're seeing all this, like, all your friends are getting new cars. So, you know, you have a, a beater car, you know, you've been driving it for 10 or 15 years. And you kind of feel this pressure, this strange pressure to also get a newer car, maybe as good as your friends or whoever is buying it. And it's just this weird pressure that you feel, like a societal pressure, whether it's the home that you live in, the clothes that you're wearing, the brands of those clothes, the brand of the car that you're driving. 
And this failure to do so, this failure to keep up with the Joneses or your friends or your influences on social media is almost this this unspoken socioeconomical or almost cultural inferiority where you feel like you aren't good enough. That's kind of like the underlying concept that causes people to buy more stuff and get nicer stuff. It really comes down to just a societal pressure. Now, what happens if you do decide to live a more minimalist life? For one, if you're not shopping all the time, less shopping, say most weekends you're going out to the store, going out to the mall, back when we were allowed to go to most malls, (laughs) in the pre-coronavirus days, and I'm sure soon all malls and shopping centers will be open at 100% capacity again. But say you usually go shopping on the weekends. If you stop doing that, suddenly you have more free time for the things that really matter in life, like spending time, quality time with friends and family and relationships, building relationships that really mean something to you long term with the people that you love. And if you're always shopping, it's true. You could say, well, I go shopping with those people that I love. And that's true. That could be a part of bonding with them. But you don't need to go shopping. You don't need to buy a bunch of stuff just to have that quality time with the people that you care about in your life. So if you spend less time shopping, you're going to have more time in general to spend time with the people that you really care about. Also, a big benefit is if you're spending less money on things, then you're going to have more money for experiences that bring you joy. Whether it's something that you're doing that's adventurous, like you know, going skydiving, going bungee jumping, going on a vacation to Europe or going on a vacation to some country that you've never been before, going on a road trip. Whatever kind of adventure that you want to experience, those things bring you true joy. And there's, there's been a ton of studies that have shown the happiness that comes from buying things is very, very temporary. Whereas the happiness that's created from creating memories, from going on adventures, or to build skills, whether you're using that money to learn how to play the piano or the guitar or some musical instrument, or just adding new skills in general, whether you're going on Skillshare or Masterclass or Udemy, Code Academy, whatever you're trying to learn, there's so many tools available, even free tools. Like you could easily go on YouTube and find tutorials for how to do almost anything, any kind of hobby, any kind of instrument, any type of art. There are so many resources available that you could use your money for to build these memories, build these adventures, or build yourself up with more skills learning things that you always wanted to learn. Now, the next big benefit of living a more minimalist lifestyle is because you have less things, cleaning up your house or apartment is going to be suddenly much more easier because you're going to have just less overall volume of things to clean up. So if you have always had a hard time keeping things tidy, keeping things clean and organized, well, when you have a lot less stuff, suddenly that job becomes a lot easier. Another big benefit of living a minimalist lifestyle is that you're going to have less stress in your life. You're going to have lower cortisol levels in your body. Now, oftentimes we can create higher cortisol levels in our body just from self-induced stress, whether that's the pressure that we feel to try to keep up with everyone on a material level. Whatever the reason, a lot of people create a lot of extra stress in their life based on what they focus on, based on these games that they play in their mind. That is totally unnecessary if you take a step back and kind of see what you're doing. Of course, we do need a certain amount of cortisol for balancing our hormone levels to, you know, have a healthy immune response, etc. 
but having a constant elevated level of cortisol that's higher than normal, higher than healthy, is most likely going to lead to long-term health problems, whether it's an increased risk of different chronic diseases or just breaking down your body over time. So anything that we can do to reduce your chronic cortisol levels, reduce your chronic stress, is always a good thing. Now, another big benefit of living a more minimalist lifestyle is also related to stress. But oftentimes when you're stressed, that stress can oftentimes lead to poor eating choices and habits. You know, when your life feels out of control, when everywhere that you look, you see clutter and mess in your house, wherever that you live, your diet choices, what you're choosing to put in your body will likely also be a mess too, right? I was reading this study that was a very unique study they did on a college campus back in February of 2016. And the study was literally performed on clutter, chaos, and overconsumption and how those are all linked. And they looked at the role of mindset in a stressful and chaotic food environment. So in the study, there were 100 participants. They were all female. And the ones that lived in a cluttered environment consistently ate between two to three times as many calories as their more organized counterparts. You know, just reading that, my mind was literally blown. Now, another big benefit of living a more minimalist lifestyle is that you're going to be reducing your decision fatigue. Now, mental load, mental strain, decision fatigue, these are big energy drainers out of your day, every single day. To kind of give you an example of decision fatigue, let's go through kind of a situational example. Let's compare two morning routines. Say, you know, you have a big interview and a big in-person interview back when we did in-person interviews. (laughs) And in the morning of that interview, you wake up and you're trying to find your luckiest shirt to wear for that big interview. Maybe you're going through your closet, you're trying to find your favorite pants that you're going to wear that matches that shirt. You're trying to find your luckiest underwear, you know, whatever's going to make you most confident. Or maybe you're choosing your sexiest underwear, whatever your uh, whatever interview vibe that you're going for. But you're spending time finding your, your shirt, your pants, your underwear. Then you get into the kitchen to have a, a solid breakfast. And you have, you know, seven different cereal options and you're going through them. Or maybe you have oatmeal or a breakfast bar or eggs and toast, or maybe one of those breakfast smoothies. So you're trying to decide that. Then when it's time to leave, you're looking at your different shoes. Do you wear your luckiest shoes? Do you have a lucky shoe? Maybe if you're a woman, you're you know choosing between wearing your high heels, maybe your sexiest four-inch or five-inch heels, or maybe you should just wear flats so you don't you know trip on the carpet when you, when you walk into the interview. Um, so there's all these decisions going on in your mind. But think about it. Where was your mind all morning? You were spending all this energy trying to decide what to wear, what to eat, how to dress, how to how to look your best. And that's important. But you could have been using your decision-making powers to prepare for the interview, to be doing research, to try to anticipate what those tough questions, those tough interview questions may be, to make sure that you're truly prepared instead of being caught off guard. Because if you're in that interview and you end up being clueless about your your company's mission statement or you're clueless about your boss's role in the organization, I mean, (laughs) I don't care how good you look. You're going to feel really silly if you don't know what you're talking about in the interview. doesn't matter how lucky your underwear is. Like, you're going to feel silly. So you really want to make sure that you're focusing your time and energy 
not just on that big interview day, but on a daily basis, on the things that really matter in life, the things that push you forward in life, or the things that make you happy and fulfilled. And it's true, there's a small happiness that comes with looking your best every single day, but let's face it, a lot of people take it to the extreme, and they spend a lot of time and energy on these things every single day that takes away from things that really are going to make them happy long term. You know, there's a reason why Mark Zuckerberg always wears a very similar gray t-shirt or President Obama used to always wear very similar suits. Steve Jobs always used to wear that very similar turtleneck sweater. Decision fatigue is real. It's a very real thing. And living a more minimalist lifestyle and cutting down your wardrobe to things that you really love to wear or, you know, just the essentials, whatever level that you want to take it to is really going to help reduce the amount of decision fatigue in your life. Now, when we think about some of the biggest stressors in life, the three that come to mind right off the bat are financial stress, job satisfaction or contribution stress, and relationship stress. And I believe that minimalism helps majorly in all three of these categories. First of all, financial stress. We talked about this already. By just buying less things that you don't need, you're going to have more money saved, more money that you can invest to grow those investments, or you're going to have more money that you can invest in yourself to build your health, to build your skills. So financial stress gets reduced substantially when you live a more minimalist lifestyle, when you stop trying to keep up with everyone else and just focus on becoming the best version of yourself, truly, not based on you know the car that you drive, the house that you live in, the clothes that you're wearing. But from a true skill standpoint, having the skills to compete in this world, a true emotional standpoint to better yourself from an emotional level, all these things lead to much more inner peace. Now, the next big one, the next big stress is job satisfaction stress, where you're not happy with the job that you're working, but you're, you know, you're driven again by the finances, driven to have that bigger paycheck. And when you're always driving for the bigger paycheck, for the bigger payday, you end up chasing oftentimes, especially in big corporate careers, you may find yourself as the years go on that you're chasing these promotions, always chasing the next promotion, always trying to take on more scope and responsibility that deep down, deep, deep down, if you ask yourself, if you're true, if you're truthful with yourself, things that you don't necessarily want in that job working longer and longer hours each day, working weekends occasionally, just to have more money, just to have more significance in that role. But at a deep level, if you're honest with yourself, you you know that this is not bringing you long-term joy. And when you have all that money and you spend to buy nicer things, it's a very, very temporary happiness. And you know that it's not bringing you long-term happiness because you're just not happy in that job. And the more that you get yourself in that job, the more that you go up that corporate ladder, the deeper that unhappiness gets. But a powerful thing happens when you stop chasing those promotions, when you stop chasing the bigger paycheck, when you stop choosing jobs and opportunities based on just the, the dollar symbols. It frees you by lowering your expenses, by, by getting rid of that need. Suddenly you're free to do whatever you want to do. Suddenly you're free to take on positions that are more fun, that are more enjoyable to you, that you can look forward to every single day. Instead of getting stuck in a corporate management role where you're dealing with personnel all day and you're not really doing the thing that you really love to do. So I believe that job satisfaction stress, whatever you're doing on a daily basis, that stress can be removed almost completely by just getting rid of 
chasing the dollar bills and focusing more on just spending time downsizing to do what you really want to do in life and spend your time doing things that you really enjoy. The last big one is relationship stress. Now, I don't know about you, but relationships are normally a ton of fun if you find the right person, someone that you really bond with when you have money. You know, when the bills are all paid and you have money left over and you don't have to worry about spending money, whether you're going on trips and vacations together, maybe it's just a weekend getaway, maybe it's a longer trip, maybe it's just a nice dinner that you don't have to worry about because you have the extra money, you're not worried about your finances. But when you are worried about your finances, when you're worried about your credit card bouncing, when you're worried about, you know, whether it's a big vacation that you're spending, saving up for, or just that nice dinner on the town. They've shown time and time again that financial stress and relationships is one of the main reasons why things don't work out, why why things fall apart in the end. So by getting your finances together, by reducing, by downsizing, by not buying things that you don't need anymore, you're going to have more money to enjoy with that person And you're going to have more time, more time for experiences. You're going to have more time to get to know each other on a deeper level, to grow together, and to develop a deeper bond on a more emotional level. So overall, I would say minimalism sounds like a pretty good thing. I have been embracing a more minimalist lifestyle, and uh, I've really been enjoying it, honestly. Now, there's a couple of potential warnings that I should warn you about if you decide to go and take a more minimalist approach to life. One is the anxiety that you may be feeling during the decluttering process. This was something that I was not really expecting and almost surprised me. Now, the same people that love to buy things, especially things that they don't need, are oftentimes the same people that are going to have almost crippling anxiety when trying to decide what to sell, what to donate, and what to throw out. So just a heads up. If you have a hard time controlling yourself when you're shopping, if you're always buying things that you don't need, you're probably also going to find a very hard time to let go of things that you don't need. And it was almost stressful to a certain point when you're like, well, I don't really wear this, but I don't know if I would just want to give it away or donate it. Like I kind of just like having it in this closet here where I never use it. (laughs) Another slight warning or depending how you look at it, a benefit is by simplifying your life, by living a more minimalist lifestyle, you're going to find a lot more extra time and mental freedom. And that freedom, for some people, can actually be kind of scary. When you finally get out of that rat wheel of buying more and buying better things all the time, you kind of create this physical and mental space to have this clarity in life where you're able to to start asking yourself life's tougher questions like, You know, what's really important to me? What truly makes me happy? How should I spend my time in a meaningful pursuit that really means something to me? You know, what brings me true joy? These are all things that when you're always busy working more hours, always trying to make more money so you can buy more things, always shopping, these things are are very shallow activities. You're not really living your life. You're not free. You're just in this machine trying to make more money, working longer hours to buy more things, buy nicer things. It's a never-ending cycle, a never-ending game. When you get yourself out of that game, you have more time to think about the big things in life, the true, the things that really matter in life. And while asking yourself some of those tougher questions and finding solutions to those questions may be daunting at first, trust me when I say that finding those answers, searching within yourself, being okay in in that space, in that emptiness, 
to find those answers are going to bring you much more joy, much more happiness by discovering yourself than any kind of physical object or item that you can buy in the store will bring you. All right, well, that's it for this episode. I've been trying to change up the format of these episodes. If I do a longer interview with a doctor, those episodes will definitely be longer, probably 45 minutes to an hour. But if I'm doing solo episodes, sometimes it doesn't always make sense to go longer. And the goal of delivering good content for you guys is not to have longer content, but to have better content. And better doesn't always mean longer. So that's it for episode 32 on minimalism. Right now we're going to roll into Tomco Tip 32, where we're going to go a little bit deeper into talking about the first step that you can take in your decluttering process if you want to take that route. So let's get into that right now. Here we go. So today on Tomco Tip 32, we're going to talk more about starting your decluttering process, how to start simplifying your life. Now, my favorite book about decluttering and organizing is by a woman named Marie Kondo. And she has a small little powerful book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the most powerful message that I took away from this book was just kind of her process of going through her items to find out what she wanted to keep and what she didn't want to keep. And I found it very powerful and it helped me a lot going through my own items recently and kind of deciding what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to get rid of. So her process is to take things out of their spot. That's the first step. So if you have a bunch of clothes hanging up in your closet, you want to take everything out. If you have a ton of books in your bookshelf, you want to take all the books out of your bookshelf, every single one, doesn't matter how many that you have. Take everything out of its space. Take everything out of its nook and cranny where you've been hiding it. The next step is to hold that item in your hands, whether it's a piece of clothing, a book, something, maybe it's a more sentimental thing. Whatever it is, hold it in your hands physically, every single item, and ask yourself, does this bring me joy? And if it brings you joy, even if it's a small amount of joy, then keep it because that thing truly means something to you. But if you can honestly say that whatever you're holding in your hand does not bring you any joy, does not bring you anything, there's no sentimental joy, no feelings, it's just a thing, then you need to get rid of it. There's no point in having it. You don't wear it. Or if you do wear it, you don't like wearing it because you don't like how it looks. But for whatever reason, you've held on to it and it's time to let it go. So to me, it's a very simple process. Take everything out of its spot. Because she says when things are hiding in their closet, when everything's on your bookshelf, things all just kind of look like they belong there. But it's not until you take everything out of its space, out of its normal hiding spot, and hold it in your hands one at a time and ask yourself that question, a very simple question, does this bring you joy? Where you're able to finally determine what you should truly keep, what you should truly keep in your life and everything else, well, it's time to let go. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully you are able to embrace a more minimalist lifestyle you don't have to take it to the extreme where you live you know you wear the same shirt every day and the same shoes and you know there's no reason to get super super extreme but i do believe that we can take some of these principles and apply them to our life and we'll find ourselves with more free time with more money with less stress and more happiness in our life so anyways that's it for this episode thank you so much again for listening And until next time, thanks. Love you guys.